Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. The Growing in Grace podcast with two guys whose get up and go got up and went. I'm Mike Kapler <laughs> with Joel Brzezinski. Hope you're okay out there in podcast land. How about you, Joel? Well, we're not uh, two guys in a truck or two men in a truck, I guess it is. I don't know if, if that's <laughs> a local used them thing before, or is that by everywhere. The way. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I see two men in a truck, but I then I saw the other day I saw a truck that said two men in a truck, and then behind it was another truck that said two men in a truck. And I'm like, that's four. That's not two. Um, but I guess yeah, and I one guess of it's them per only had one in a truck. So what do you call that? <laughs> so what do you call that? <laughs> it's a lie. That's what it is. It's one man in a truck. <laughs> but that's I always thought that was an interesting name for a company. Uh, but it probably started out maybe with two guys. I don't know. And and again, I was always thinking, is that national or is that just local here? Is that something that we? <laughs> any of our listeners have you ever heard of two men in a truck? If you're spread out around the country. And by the way, don't forget to like and subscribe. I've always wanted to say that too. Maybe I have said it before, but we have a lot of listeners on YouTube. And um, I think we're going on like 1,800 subscribers there. But uh, if you subscribe there on YouTube, there's a better chance of you getting a, a notification. You can get notifications when our new podcast episode is up. Although we do it kind of like clockwork. <laughs> it's every... Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we're there at midnight central time. So um, if you want to catch the podcast on YouTube, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are doing that these days, but also on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, at growingingrace.org. All of those podcasts still listed there at growingingrace.org. Well, Joel, we've been talking about Gentiles finally getting the gospel message, message shared with them. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Jesus last week telling his disciples back when he was doing his ministry, hey, don't go to the Gentiles, stay away from them, just go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Interestingly, we do see, and he also mentioned Samaritans, but that's a, that's a separate group mm, mm-hmm. uh, without getting into the, into the complications of that. They weren't really defined as Gentiles per se, and I, I don't think we want to get into the weeds on that, but one thing I will say, in, in Acts chapter 8, we do see where some Samaritans are starting to get the gospel shared with them. Hmm. Gentiles, we see it in Acts chapter 10. So what happens in Acts chapter 11 after Peter uh, goes to the house of Cornelius and they witness the Holy Spirit falling on these Gentiles? What happens then? Well, word got back to the people over in Jerusalem, headquarters, I guess, for the new church at that time. So 11.1 of of the book of Acts, the apostles and the brethren who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles, now catch that though, Joel, the apostles, the apostles and the brethren heard that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Well, hey, let me stop you there too, just the apostles and the brethren. So as a Christian... I would read this, read through this, brethren, oh, that's Christians. And and yes, this is Christians, but it's the Jewish brethren that's being talked about here. Correct. 
So it's not Very talking good, about you. it's not talking about just Christians in general. But yeah, okay. So I'll let you continue. Very good. That that's a great point. It's easy for us sometimes who have been looking at this sort of stuff for a while to to miss some of those little key points that it could go could go over people's heads. Uh, so when Peter came to Jerusalem, okay, so they'd heard that the, they had received the word of God, the Gentiles, these Jewish believers and apostles. Peter came up to Jerusalem to those who were circumcised. I think some translations use the phrase, the circumcision party. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? No, but I that well, sounds sometimes fun. You'll, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you'll see it in the Bible, uh, the, the circumcision party. Because they found out Peter was eating with these people. That was unlawful, right? Now, I don't know about you, Joel. I've been to a few wild parties in my time, but the circumcision (laughs) party sounds like one I would. (laughs) That sounds like a shindig I'd I'd like to avoid. Yeah, I would stay away. I I wonder, you can't help but wonder if that's when they started wearing lampshades at some of those wild parties, was during the circumcision party. (laughs) (laughs) Peter came up to Jerusalem. Getting back on track here. Yes. Uh, those who were circumcised took issue with them, Jewish people here, believers. <clears throat> you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began speaking and proceeded to explain to them from the beginning of the story and, and went through it with them. And, and he, he tells the story that we've already been over with the vision and, and, and all of that. So we scroll down here in Acts chapter 11. And there's something to, to, to remember here, too, that there were many Jews that were scattered because of persecution, and, and it really avalanched with the, the stoning and the death of Stephen earlier in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Paul, at that time Saul, the unbelieving Saul, approved of that stoning, and, and that led to, so it's just kind of ironic, right, that Saul, who was out there doing all of this persecuting, sort of leading the charge, if you will, it resulted in, in many more Jews being scattered throughout many other regions, <clears throat> other even other nations, Jewish people going into places where, you know, kind of hiding out where Gentiles were. So anyway, Peter says in verse 17 of Acts 11, therefore, if God gave to them the same gift as he gave to us, also after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Well, when they heard this, verse 18, when they the apostles, the believing Jewish people who still thought the law was in place, when they heard this, they kind of simmered down, became silent, and started to glorify God, saying, well, (laughs) I I guess God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. Well, they had to be scratching their heads when they were saying this. This was confusing. They didn't have the law. How is this going to work? You know, Mm -hmm. because these were people who were still... In, in their equation of justification, forgiveness, eternal life, they thought the law and Jesus were meant to be combined in all of this. So, interesting in verse 19, and before I get it back to you here, Joel, Acts 11:19. So, then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen, they made their way to other places, including Antioch, and they were speaking the word to no one except Jews alone. And it goes on from there, and we we find in the next verses coming up that this is also at a time in Antioch where Barnabas and Paul connect, or Saul, and um, they're sharing. They begin doing their work and sharing the gospel with Gentiles. Yeah. So you see in in this, if if you just read through Acts and and don't really have any of this other stuff in mind, 
again, like we were saying last week, it's just easy to see this as a story, and you know, it's just the the history of of the church, and you don't think much of it. But this was big. I mean, this was huge stuff. This was like going back in in chapter eleven of Acts, verse three, where they said they were pretty incredulous. If you you know think about, it. you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. A lot of versions have an exclam- exclamation point, which of course they wouldn't have had in the Greek. But the tense uh, or the, uh, the just the the way that they would have said this would have been, "What the heck are you doing?" I'll let me look in the message. Uh, accusatory, right? Accusatory. Yeah, it's like um, in the message, just, you know, this isn't something I go to for uh, good, all my good doctrine, but I just like the way that he words it. When Peter got back to Jerusalem, some of his old associates, concerned about circumcision, called him on the carpet. What do you think you're doing rubbing shoulders with that crowd, eating what is prohibited and ruining our good name? So you can see that they're just like... um, what are you doing with these, <laughs> with these dogs, with these Gentiles? Lawbreaker, lawbreaker, lawbreaker. Right, exactly. Because Peter, dream maker. <laughs> okay, yep. According to the law, Peter was, you know, breaking the law. But Peter, well, at this time, Peter had had heard from God. It, it had you go to this guy, go to this Gentile, go to these Gentiles, and Peter as we talked about in the previous chapter, chapter 10, I don't know if Peter would have really quite understood what was going on. Why am I being sent to the house of a Gentile? But so he, he came to understand through this vision that he saw. And like you say, these um, later on in the chapter, when they heard these things, what Peter was saying, and became silent, they glorified God saying, and, and this might have been hard for them to say, but then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. You see, that was a revelation for them. That was something new for them. That was something that they did not understand. This thing, this gospel, um, this Messiah, he's Jewish. He, he, came, he came for us. He, what are these Gentiles doing as, as part of this? And so when the Holy Spirit, when they heard that the Holy Spirit had fallen upon Gentiles, when they heard what was going on with the Gentiles, it's kind of like, well, this is something unexpected. And then they realized, okay, then when they realized what had happened through Peter's story, through, through him telling them what had happened, they became silent. They glorified God. Then they said, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. So it was something new for them. So you can see, again, this is, you know, some years after the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We, we kind of think that these people just should have known. You know, see, um, in today's age, we have, we have our Bible. We have the, the epistles of Paul that explain to us, as plain as day, salvation is by grace through faith apart from works. They didn't have all that. They didn't have that. They didn't have the understanding that we can easily get today uh, through reading uh, things such as Paul's epistles, where he had received this revelation of the gospel directly from God. And so in these early years, when Jesus went up on the cross, he had taught his disciples, you know, various things. Don't go to the Gentiles. And they didn't quite understand these things. At that particular time, Jesus said those things. Then he died and he rose again from the dead. There wasn't... 
particular point at which they would have realized that well the law is now gone it's just it's just the messiah it's just the savior it's just uh, salvation by grace through faith and so you can see how many of them were taken by surprise even though as we talked about a few weeks ago they had been told these disciples had been told to go beyond jerusalem and they had been told to go to the gentiles and again, I don't know if it was fear or just ignorance or whatever, that years went by and that hadn't happened. And it, and it took happenings such as this, you know, Peter's vision, and then later on, as we'll get into Paul's revelation of the gospel, uh, for them to uh, begin to understand these things, that it was for the Gentiles too. When you see uh, here toward the end of Acts 11, Barnabas departs for Tarsus to seek Saul, and... Uh, brought him to Antioch with them, and, and they spent a whole year, a whole year. in that area, <clears throat> taught a great many people. Undoubtedly, this is when, you know, these two really hooked up concerning the, the grace of the gospel. And this issue of Gentiles being saved who didn't have the law, I mean, what we see here, and from this point forward, not only in the book of Acts, but throughout many of the writings of the New Testament, especially in Paul's letters, this is a controversial subject that is addressed over and over again. There's a kind of a tug of war going on here. The Jews thinking that there's two different gospels, hmm. one for the Jews, one for the Gentiles. You know, Peter, people like uh, James, Peter, and John would uh, give Paul the right hand of fellowship <laughs> uh, while standing on the carpet, probably, and right. saying, hey, uh, you know, we'll, we'll stick with the Jews here. You, you go and deal with the Gentiles, you know. Paul's case in Galatians chapter 2 was that really shouldn't be the case because both Jews and Gentiles are saved and receive the Spirit in the exact same way, apart from the works of the law. There's one gospel mm-hmm. <laughs> for both Jews and Gentiles. There's, there's no longer Jew and Gentile when it comes to the gospel or spiritual identity. Paul said that. that that's just not my analysis. He, he said that. And so what we see here from these pages going forward in the New Testament, this is a big issue. It's a big tug of war. It caused a lot of division. There were a lot of different opinions on, on how people would come to justification and salvation. Would it be through works of the law? Would it be through works in general? Would it just be by faith alone? Those are the kinds of things that we see being addressed, which is why we like talking about this stuff so that you can begin to, again, get a bigger idea of the pages of of the Bible and and what they mean for us today. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, because if you, again, if you just read through Acts or, or anything and you just grab a verse here or there, such as what what I had quoted and what you had brought up and what I have talked about as well, uh, Peter's words in Acts 10, 35, where he says, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. I have heard preachers preach that on the radio, I think. Um, it used to be on my, my old courier route on Sunday mornings. I would just change the channel where the, uh, a certain uh, local AM um, station would play a bunch of um, religious Christian-based messages. You know, every half hour there was a different program. Maybe maybe it was a local church or maybe it was a national preacher or, or whatever. And I've heard this stuff. See, in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. you got to do good work. So even in order to be accepted by him, you got to work righteousness. you got to do in order to be accepted by him. 
well, Peter said it. Peter, the apostle, the disciple, the apostle, Peter said this. And so that's their basis for their teaching that he have to do works of righteousness in order to be saved. But they're taking that one verse out of context. So, and, and in those early days of the church, that was the understanding by Peter. That was what people understood. There was an evolution in his thinking. And then, of course, with his vision, there was probably a revolution, quick, a quick change in his thinking. Oh, I get it now. So even today, it's controversial. Even today, people don't understand the gospel, even though it's clearly laid out, again, in Paul's epistles. You read other things like this, and just because it's in these 27 writings that are known as the New Testament, if people read something like that, and there are other things like that too, you can, uh, you can easily get the wrong picture, the wrong understanding of the gospel, just by taking a verse here and there, not understanding how all this was put together and how not necessarily everything in Acts is the truth, but it's just telling what they believed, what they thought, what they taught, how things evolved in those early days, years, and decades of the church. And so we'll have more to say about this because I think it's really interesting how uh, we read through these things and it doesn't just you know it's not just about them back then but it really affects how we do see and understand things today regarding salvation and the gospel so we'll talk more about this uh, coming up next week stick with us growing in grace at growingingrace.org this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brisecki heard online through various internet sources around the world each week Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.